our brand stories, get inspired and learn from thought leaders, CEOs, business owners, managers, entrepreneurs, and experts who tell their brand stories and share their first-hand insights. For all brand lovers, this show is to help you develop and grow your brand in a more intentional, strategic, and most of all, authentic way, locally and globally. Whether it's your personal brand or company brand, or whether you want to brand your product, service, or cause. Welcome to Brands Talk. I'm your host, Brigitte Bakowski. I'm the founder and owner of Bridget Brands. I help my clients craft meaningful strategies that effectively elevate their brands to unleash their full potential and shine. Walk the talk. Let's get started and dive with me into the world of brands. My guest is Fiona Chapuras. Fiona is a qualified and experienced executive coach who works with women who are ready to create their own version of an extraordinary life. Having worked in corporate executive roles herself, Fiona understands the importance of being authentically yourself in all aspects of your life. Fiona helps you to reach your full potential personally and professionally. Fiona's approach is transformational as she works with you to uncover and clear the stories that have been holding you back and then builds a vision with you of the life you wish to live. I warmly welcome Fiona Chapuras. Welcome to Brains Talk. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored today. I'm also honored having you on my show today. And before we start digging into the change in life and transformations that you help people with, can you tell us your own personal story, your journey that brought you right there where you are now? What's your story? Thank you. Sure. I'd love to share. I've been working in the corporate world for many years. And as my children got a little bit older, I started looking for more. You're busy when they're young and you're trying to get just through all the things that you need to get through. And I got to a crossroads in a previous role where I started to feel like, is this what I was here for? What is my purpose? And am I living the way I want to live? And I started doing some change management at uni. I did a CTC natural therapies training through another trained training organisation. And in that, they were both, I realised they were both working on people, people skills, frameworks and learnings about how to be more content and more authentic. And I realised I hadn't been living to my true authentic purpose. So I, that was in around 2017. And the reason I started, my journey before that had started earlier when I wanted to give my kids different tools in life about how to do things. So I, it came up as How do I give them tools about when things aren't going right, when they need to dig deep, when they need to just understand themselves a little bit better? And how do they get to a point where they know who they are at an earlier age than me? So I went through this process when I'm a lot of the change management and and my CTC specialty you undertake a lot of the healing and the learning yourself. So you start with yourself. And so during that process, I realized I loved working with people. I loved working in that conversational space, 
teaching, facilitating transformation. So when I, but I also love being in the corporate world. So when I realized that I would, I was looking for ways to bring them both together. So I do have an executive coach and I do a coaching programs with people, but I'm also a project and change specialist that I work in the executive world. And I love bringing it all together because I think that when you're doing any type of change at work, whether you're a project manager or a change manager, coaching people through is amazing. Giving people tools to help themselves, which is what you do in coaching, that's where you actually create transformational and permanent change. I didn't want to just do things that ticked a box. I actually wanted to help uncover these things for people. So I now have been doing this now for four and a half years, five years, and I feel like every day is a brand new, beautiful, passionate day ahead that I bring all this together and that life is this unfolding journey that will continue to show me how to bring even more enlightenment to other people and myself. Okay, that sounds awesome. And kudos to you because you're still a corporate and you started your own business at the same time. Yes. And sometimes yes. really, I think you want to bring everything together, first of all. But isn't it also a challenge to bring everything under one umbrella and do everything at the same time? The week only has that many hours and it's like yes. 24-7. So how do you go about that, having this own business but at the same time a corporate job yeah I'm I'm flexible and surprisingly the clients have turned up for my personal business when I've been able to do them so we've got we it just felt like it was the right time for them and I think when you don't look at I'm not too fixed on when it happens I might see clients I've got clients in the states that I might see 5 a.m my time which is their afternoon and that works for me I might see clients on a Saturday so I make that time work because a lot of people also work full-time and they're working they see people on their weekends that's never been an, a worry actually it's always just worked out and I do have a lot of balls in the air because I'm a mum and I've got my jobs and things like that but I always find somehow when you turn up with intention and just focused on your purpose things just work out and I actually have to be really willing to go with the flow as well so if things don't get done it's like, okay what's the biggest thing about this how do we make it happen and something I've got some little affirmations that I'm repeating I don't know how I don't need to know how but Thank you for this making this happen and suddenly paths open up where I didn't see a path before. Yeah, wonderful. All right. That is so exciting. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. So transformation, our mm, professional, but also personal lives are very often not easy. There are fears involved yeah. and beliefs that are holding us back. And we also catch us while making these changes that we cannot stick to them. We cannot stay mm. in the momentum and find ourselves back in the old way of doing things. So how yes. do we overcome this resistance to change? Sometimes we give ourselves the permission and the go to start it, but then we are hesitant and the fear kicks in again and then we find ourselves back in our old yeah. way. We actually don't want to be anymore. So how do we do that? 
I think it's really important to understand why we fear change as well. The brain is wired to keep you safe and keeping you safe means that you know what you're doing, you have certainty in the routine, even if the routine doesn't serve you. The certainty is comfortable. We like, we know that certain neuroscience research shows us that uncertainty feels uncomfortable for us. So knowing that innately about us really helps. So when you're going to do something new, oh my gosh, I might resist this. There's also people that are attached to the story that they tell themselves about things. And that's the beautiful similarity about what you do in branding. You create a story for people to see. But we... Whether we recognize it or not, we create a brand for ourselves. So the story could be, it never works out for me. No matter how much I try, it never works out. And how many people do you start an experience with that story? And where are they going to end? They're only going to end with it not working out because that's all that they're putting out. The change happens when the the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. And that's Tony Robbins said that. I'm not sure if other people have said it as well, but that statement sticks with me so much because we know that change can be painful. And sometimes people just don't want to lean into that pain. And so if you think of it that way, if you think of something that you haven't shifted and you looked at it and you said, is it uncomfortable? Is there a story that actually I'm saying to myself about why? Is the change of staying the way you are easier than the pain of moving? So when you look at it that way, think about what other sort of situations you have let just continue. You want to lose weight. It requires hard work, dedication. So change in habit. If you're thinking of those things, why haven't you been able to do it to date? So I always like to explain to people why we fear change And then I help them to work through it. And I've got five tips that I use with people, which I'd love to share if that would be okay. That would be awesome because we need these tools, first these frameworks that we can hold on to, that we can utilize to feel in a safer place to make these changes. Yeah, to also understand how our mindset works. To really... Yes. Now I really feel uncomfortable, but that means I'm out of my comfort zone that keeps me safe. But it's a good thing to be, to step out of this comfort zone, to bring about this change. So what are these five, five steps? The five I'd love to do Have to do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The first one I talk about is do the healing. Find some way to heal what you're going, what you've been through. And it, Healing is about creating, cleaning up some of the trauma and the incidences that have happened in your life. We all go through trauma and my trauma is different to your trauma, which is different to someone else's trauma. So there's no judging the trauma. It all feels painful. And those incidences create stories in your head, limiting beliefs, where you feel like I can't do this because I've... I fail every test because every time I've tried to do a test, and that might have been in year three, you might have had that incident. If we try and make changes and we haven't changed those stories, we're really trying. It's a tough battle. We've got to change those stories. So do the healing. Find someone in your life. And there's lots of different modalities. I use CTC, which is a neuro-linguistic programming base. There's psychologists. There's trauma therapists. There's counsellors. There's 
acupuncture, there's many different ways. Trauma stores itself in the body. You might have an amazing chiropractor that does some acupressure work, whatever it takes, but do the healing and go and start doing that. Help yourself to understand what it is that's holding you back. My second tip is understand your resistance. Why are you resisting this? Why is it something that is creating this block? When you think about your goal, where does it where do you feel it and what are you feeling in your body are you feeling oh i want to lose weight and instantly there's some pain somewhere or there's some sort of trigger or a heaviness what's that resistance most people just cover it up but leaning into it actually helps you to unveil it gives you a better quality of life because actually you are learning and realizing that your past experiences don't create your future So when you lean into the resistance, it actually gives you a chance to understand what is holding you back, what are the stories you're telling yourself. So it might still be there and we're going to have resistance no matter how evolved we are. We have these things keep coming up. We're like onions. We de-layer continually. The third step is honour your word. If you say you're going to do something, honour what you say you do. We all, generally, we are amazing at honouring our word to others. So we say we're going to get something done by a deadline. We're up to midnight getting it done so it's in, it's ready, it's professional. We say we're going to help someone move and we've got a thousand things to do at home, but we go, we're committed to that. We honour our word. But do we honour our word to ourselves? If we set a goal and we say gym three days a week, if we say we're saving for this, if we say I'm going to actually plan this holiday, what are we doing to make sure that we achieve that. Mm-hmm. Honour our word to ourselves. It's so important. It's the biggest part of actually saying I'm important. I'm important to me and what I say matters and what I say helps us. When we ignore our word, we unconsciously create this you know, more, more limiting beliefs that we're not worthy, that we're not honourable enough. We feel bad about not honouring our word to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So honouring your word, it's helpful to think, how would your life be different if you did this? What would it cost you? And also, once we have done it, we went this step further. We yes. are so proud of ourselves. So that yes. radically increases our self-worth. And we want to yes. we wanna do more. So it inspires, yes. motivates us at the same time. Yeah, that leads to me to my fourth tip, which is transcend belief. Look at a time when you've done something in your life. So it can be small, but once you realise you can do it, what about the time you manage to run that race or get that project done? Even if it was a small project, you've done it. Find a moment that actually has been something you've delivered on. We've all got them. They might feel small, but actually you've done it once. You just expand that learning. And my fifth tip that I really love, this is about finding a fresh start. So there's a lot of science and research around when you want to create a new change, what can you anchor it to? So if you want to, a lot of people do New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, I'm doing this, this is my goal for the year and I'm starting off and I'm ready. But if you're actually going to created it could be anything it could be a birthday it could be a milestone it could be a the first day of the season it might just be the first of the month find something that means something to you it might be preparing for a 
a beautiful family moment. If you want to find something and set yourself a goal, attach it to something that has meaning. And that makes it a whole lot easier for you to actually embed that change, create that new habit that you need. Wonderful. That are the first five steps and thank you so much for that because it really guides us through the process and once we have gone through that process how can we basically bring everything into balance because it's going to be a new place where we are and can we best settle into that going forward like long term there's a few few tips that I give my clients about this. So what we do is we create that vision that you want to achieve. And when you create that vision that you want to achieve, you actually just see that with single purpose clarity. This is where I'm going. This is it. Whether it's a new job. I have this amazing story from someone who had this vision of flying one of the newer planes. And she had a target on her vision board of seeing herself in a cockpit flying this plane into Australia and it was a while but 11 years or there was a time limit she actually flew that plane into Australia as part of the inaugural flight and that is the power of being really clear on your vision this is what she wanted to do and when you so when you've got that habit if you don't Simon Sinek always says start with the why do you want it create that moment then when you're going through all these moments of the change is hard, it requires honouring my word, I'm really having to change habits, you just keep referring back. So you have this really super clear vision. Anchor it into habits. So if you want to do something, say you've got a TV show you love watching every day, but you have a plan and a goal to see a fitter, healthier self, maybe you watch it only at the, you anchor it into a habit where it becomes part of that lifestyle. So it becomes this shift. Short-term change is around just getting it, ticking and flicking and getting it done, but not solving any of the mindset and the beliefs around what you want to do. It just becomes part of your life. It's why is this so important to you? Yeah, that's interesting. And the other thing, I, sorry. Is, sorry, the other thing I was going to say, oh, yeah, go, Bridget. Yeah. Sorry, just remember what you want to say, but that's interesting because a lot of people don't know how to cope with living in the here and now, but having at the same time a vision. So it's basically referring back all the time and anchoring your vision in everyday life with yes. how you want to act or be like in the future, but at the same time, you are not there yet. So you have to do something to work towards it. Yes. But also appreciate the here and now that you are doing your job, that you are. Agreed. It yes. brings you closer to your vision. I think that was really yes. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a nice way to say it. What I was going to say was to help you at those moments when you're navigating it and it feels a bit hard, Brene Brown has this beautiful concept about towards and away values. When you're thinking about decisions, we've got two emotions. There's two, they say there's Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says there's two primary emotions, love and fear. So when you're making a decision, what are you making that decision on? Is it based on love or fear? If you're scared of a presentation at work and you decide not to do it, but still your goal is to be a speaker where people pay to come and listen or you're doing keynotes in your mind that you actually have to do it. But in that moment, you make a decision based on fear. And so your fear is that what if it doesn't work out? What if I make a mistake? If you just said, I've actually done the work for this. 
I know I'm ready. I know the content. I'm going to make that decision based on love. It's like it's, and I'm going to go towards my goal. I think that's really fundamental. Are you going towards your goal or are you going away? And you notice it a lot in kids. If you think about what kids do, they'll make decisions based on, I'm not going to go to school today, mum, I haven't done my assignment or whatever. I won't, ru- I won't run in that race, especially as teenagers when they just want to fit in. I won't run in that race because I might lose. What if you win? But I might lose. But what if you don't? What if you win? And what if you try really hard? And what if you inspire someone else? And you can just feel the difference in the conversation. So I think that's how when you're making, you want to create change that sticks, it's changing the way you think about things. It's creating those, like just thinking, am I going towards or away something? Am I doing a love or fear-based decision? And I think for myself, I will often, even tonight coming on and talking with you, it's exciting and I love sharing what I know and where I've, what the experiences I have. But it's a bit scary. Do I know enough? And I, all I can do is share with what I know. So if I relax into that space, then it's way more interesting and fun for me and for you. If I'm nervous, if you, it, and it's just a matter of going, well, that's where I want to go. And that's how you create these little micro moments where you make decisions, opportunities arise and you go, okay, love or fear, towards or away. Mm-hmm. And then you know yourself. That's when you know yourself. Exactly, exactly. And if I want to go one step further and say, okay, now I put myself into a positive mindset and I'm going towards something and I make my decisions based on love, there are still some days that I'm not feeling in my best version. So how do I get myself into this zone of genius and be able to live it like most of the time? How do I do that? You know what? I would say it's fine to have those days and those moments where things, because you've got to process things. You might have a harder day. When we go through challenges, sometimes it's tough and that's okay. It's how you face, how long do you stay in that feeling, recognizing it, and then what are your tools and techniques? So some people say, you know what, absolutely in that moment, I, I go and ground myself in a park or I go and do some exercise. I might go for a swim. I might do something. And that invigorates me what invigorates you and this is a matter of knowing what actually helps you in your life and allow the thoughts to bubble up hiding it and stuffing it away and going you can't just think positive thoughts all the time actually you've got to have as you get more experienced you will know to say what's the trigger in this for me why am I feeling frustrated why am I feeling like I'm being bossed around and told to do at work what is that experience telling me Okay, it could be telling me a few things. And that's when you lean in. This is when you actually, this is when you lean into that resistance that I talked about. You lean in, you go, actually, I'm really going to have to understand. That might be where you do more healing. That might be when you actually go, how do I best process things? Do I journal? Do I verbally process? Do I paint? Am I creative? And you allow yourself to go through the emotions, but always knowing you don't stay for long come out of it at the other end. That's awesome. I love this advice. And I think <laughs> the audience, the listeners, yeah, we're just, are ready to take action right now because that's so helpful. Beautiful. Every single step, it's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Okay, now <laughs> I'm going to come back to you. And because yeah. 
you are in your sweet spot and you are in your best version. And that also means yeah. if you are in our best version, we are a strong personal brain. So I would like to know from you, what is the singular thing that differentiates you, that sets you apart from the competition? The singular thing that only you can provide in your sphere. So why would now someone choose you over someone else? What's the benefit that you provide that others cannot provide? I think the singular point would be the wealth of experience and the toolkit. Because I've been, I understand corporate life, I've got experience in that space, which is where a lot of people carry the outcomes from the experiences they've been through. But I also have a lot of experience, like a lot of different techniques and approaches that I use, which personalizes it. So it's actually what's the right tool for this moment. And that's where, that's where I find the most joy in actually working with someone and saying, what do they need in this moment? Where is this? I work very intuitively. So I work with the person and the moment, the situation and the space they're in. So what is this person needing right now? Hmm. And I think that is the point of difference for me. It's really about, I'd really try to unearth it and then help change. Let's just make this something that you go forward. And I love what I see every day with my clients it's the transformation that happens because we actually do the underlying work. You also say that authenticity is key. Do you have any helpful advice how we can even be, let's say, really step into this being authentic towards the world and serve our clients in an authentic way and thereby I think when we are authentic, we are ourselves. But how do we as, a, as an individual, as a personal brand in the context of an organization, but also as an entrepreneur, can be authentic and be in this best place to serve others in the best possible? I think I spent a lot of years not feeling like I was authentic. And I didn't talk about my coaching. I didn't talk about at my previous roles because I wasn't sure how it would be taken. And because I've done the natural therapies and I have a very different view of the world to a lot of people. I do, I'm a Reiki master. I believe in emotional freedom technique and it's not necessarily accepted by everyone. So it takes a bit of courage to be authentically you. But I think when you, if you do the work on yourself and you feel like you're aligned with where you should be in your purpose in the world, then it doesn't, feel as challenging you don't feel like you're always having to justify who you are and there's this beautiful concept where you just love everyone enough to let them do their own thing you cannot heal your friends I can't heal people that don't want to be healed and so that authentically piece is actually sometimes it's right to say maybe we're not the right fit for each other at the moment but that's me being authentic to what I do and being the right person for that person the right healer the right coach when I'm authentically me, people are interested in the energy you bring. I, one of my last jobs that I was finishing up, they said to me, as I was leaving, they said, oh, my God, she said, I loved being around you. And I didn't know what it was. It was just your energy. There was something around you. If you're authentically you, if you're authentically comfortable in yourself and you've got this peace and contentment, you magnify it out. And other people look to you and go, I want a bit of that. 
what does that look like? I don't know what she's doing, but I really like that. And that's what I'm noticing. The more authentic I am for myself, I'm able to observe interactions. I'm able to observe what I do and what I want to do because I look into my own triggers, but I'm also giving off this energy that people just want to be around. And it's really through just being content with myself. And it takes time. I think be kind to yourself about it. It does take time. It takes doing work. And we like I said, we continually evolve. There's always new lessons for us to learn in life. And so not letting the ego overtake you about being the only person for everyone. It's that it's that the right there's enough for everyone in this world. If you've got a passion to do something, see how you can make it work. What can you do? What little steps can you take? And when the more you do of that, the more authentic you feel about yourself. Look, I've got a fairly big job that it's busy, but the coaching so lifts me up. I love facilitating. I love talking to people and helping them see a different view. And I find that so nourishing and rewarding for myself that I want to bring it into everything I do. So that to me is authentic. When I can talk about concepts, not feel threatened, just feel like I'm explaining it. And you have, it's this love-based decision. I do it because I want other people to see the opportunities that they can have. I want them to live their very best version of their own life. If they could do that, would be amazing. If I can help on their journey, that would be amazing. That's my authentic approach. When I'm not authentic to myself, I feel uncomfortable saying anything about it or not wanting to, in case they ridicule me. If they ridicule them, that's on them. I gave them the opportunity. They're just not ready for me. It's just that change of mindset, change of view. You reframe the situation. I hope that helps that last bit because it is a great question. It's really about people feeling just so centered that they are comfortable in who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Fiona, are you willing to share any experience in your life that was a major learning for you, maybe a setback or a detour that was in high insight so important for your development, for you growing going forward? Is there anything that you would like to share with us, something very significant? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there was an experience at work that I found really challenging, and this would have been about six, seven years ago, and it was a project I was on and it was just really uncomfortable. It was, I was feeling like it wasn't, I wasn't being my best self. It was, there was a lot of friction and it encouraged me because it became the pain of staying the way I was worse than the pain of changing. So it started my journey of looking at what else I wanted to do. What did I want to be? I went and did my CTC therapy certification. I started change management at uni. I Then I left and in leaving, that was amazing. It was really hard, but it was the beginning of the rest of my life. But when I was at work in the beginning, the friction and the discomfort was really high. So I found it really hard and it was not just days, it was months, possibly a couple of years really when I look at it holistically and hindsight's amazing. But when I look back, I go, I was getting signs from early on that it was time for me to do something different and I got scared. I felt fearful. Who else could I work for? What else can I do? I don't have all these diverse skills. Actually, I did, but I just didn't see it. So the starting, so something there and when I looked around at that moment I realized I had a lot of opportunities and avenues that I could pursue was I brave enough to take them 
Was I brave to say, this is really important for me? I look at that moment as going, this was the gift from that experience. And what it means is I'm an even better coach because I've been through it as well. And that's what most people do. They're at that juncture point where they've got a career, they've been in it for a long time, they want to do something new, they want to try, they know they've got experience but they don't know how to apply it and that's when you go, okay, let's just see what we can do here. And they'll be surprised at what opportunities are there, they just don't see them. Exactly, because we don't see them and then we feel really uncomfortable under pressure and then it's sometimes very good to have an outside perspective someone else who is helping us seeing it really from either a bird's yes. view or another perspective or it just takes some time yeah, yeah? so thank you for yeah. this example and very often it's that what we are doing we went through it ourselves <laughs> Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure you've got a few examples yourself in yeah. that experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so we are almost at the end of our show, Fiona, and I would like to do some rapid-fire terms with you. Okay, are okay. You, yeah, are you ready to give me short? I'm ready. Yeah, okay. Change management. Okay, change for all aspects of work. Personally defined. Mindset. It's yours to govern. Women empowerment. I would love to see more of that. Go ahead. <laughs> My passion is for women to remind themselves how powerful they are. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Fiona, where can listeners find you if they want to get in touch with you? Oh, perfect. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and I've got a website, fionajaporis.com. So I'd love to hear from anyone. I'm happy to have a conversation, a complimentary conversation and just understand what they need and where they're at and if I can support them in their journey. Beautiful. All right. So Fiona, thank you so much for being my guest today on Brains Talk and it's a pleasure having you to discuss about <laughs> how to overcome this resistance to change so that we can create an extraordinary life. Thank you, Fiona. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And that was my conversation with Fiona Chapuras. If you like my show, follow Brands Talk on your preferred app, share it on social media, and if you find a minute or two, leave a quick rating or review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about me and my services, head over to BridgetBrands.com and get inspired. If you need support in becoming a strong and truly authentic brand, drop me an email. I'd love to be your guide on your hero journey. I hope you will stay tuned in on the next episode when we dive into the world of brands.